Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by the Beer Keller, Liverpool One. Welcome back to another episode here at A View from the Bullens. This is the pre-match Everton versus Luton. Paul... Everton faced newly promoted Luton Town at Goodison Park on Saturday. It is a three o'clock, kick, three o'clock kickoff. You look at Luton, mate, five games, one draw, four defeats. They're really, really struggling in the Premier League at the moment. Given Everton's start to the season, given we've just won back-to-back games, it's a must-win game for me. Is it a must-win game for you? Yeah, I think any in any context, in any season, you'd back yourself to beat Luton. It'd be one of them games, no disrespect to Luton, obviously they've done... Fantastic to come from where they were at one point of how to go into administration or so stuff, climbing up the leagues and obviously getting into the Premier League last season. But in terms of clubs, you, you'd always fancy an Everton team to beat Luton or sh- you should expect an Everton team to beat Luton. Mm. Um, I think how poor they've started the season in terms of results. Uh, Everton should back themselves to beat them. You put three more. You you put an extra three point gap in another relegation candidate, someone that's going to be down there with you fighting at the end of the season. So yeah, it, it is a must win game. The good thing we've got is we've got a bit of momentum coming now. We've got a bit of sort of calmness about the situation now. Obviously the noise has died down a tiny bit, coming off two big performances against two top sides, as in Brentford and Aston Villa, both away from home. So, yeah, I don't see why there isn't no reason that Everton can't go out there and, and beat Luton Town on on Saturday. And it'll, it'll be interesting just to see how, how the game pans out, how we approach mm, especially. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Especially to see how Sean Dyche sets his stall out with Everton. You know, we spoke about the waveform on previous podcasts under Sean Dyche over recent weeks. And it's been pretty good. You know, two goals at Sheffield United probably should have won the game. A really, really strong result against against Brentford on the road. And then again, against Aston Villa. A really, really strong result against Aston Villa on the road. And we spoke about Sean Dyche needs to replicate his away form or his away performances 
at Goodison Park, doesn't it? You know, was it seven goals since since February at Goodison Park? Lost six of his last seven at Goodison Park, and you, you just feel like as we're starting to maybe turn a corner a little bit. That's what it feels like at the moment. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But back-to-back wins, it's a big thing for this team, and they've they've slowly maybe turned a corner. You just feel like if they can get that home win, Paul, it will really, really settle things down, won't it? Yeah, I think as soon as we get our first three points at home, it'll sort, as you say, it'll settle the noise down, it'll settle the the crowd down, the fan base, the players themselves and the coaching staff. And really, again, I don't want to sound disrespectful to, to Luton Town, but if you're... If you're a player and probably in any club in the Premier League right now, you're thinking, I need a win out of him or I need to get a, get a win or get a result. What team would I like to face? I think 90, 95% of the players would say probably just because they haven't got that experience in the Premier League that that other teams, even the likes of Burnley and Sheffield United have over the last few years. And I think, I don't know if it was so some of them fans say, we'll, we'll just enjoy the ride we know. We probably will get relegated in terms in terms of our squad isn't the best, but if that allows us to then reinvest that Premier League money and make a bit a better squad to then challenge and get promoted again, then Serbia, which is sort of the model that Norwich used to used to uh, have. Yeah, yeah, they were happy to go up and down. Yeah, they were happy to go up and down. Get West Bromwell as well. Imp- yeah. Improve the facilities which they are doing, and it, it's it's massive for them. It's every week for them is like. Is is dreamland for their fans? They never really expected to be in the Premier League, and last year they did it. They had an, they had an outstanding season, obviously winning the playoff final at Wembley against Coventry. I remember we we mm. watched that game. Yeah, we watched it. That game together, and they, they were they were outstanding on the day. Um, but yeah, and there's a few familiar faces coming back with them. Yeah, yeah, to come yeah back potentially, with, potentially. To Goodison. So potentially. That, it'll be, that'll be interesting too. So back-to-back wins for Everton. Sean Dutch has now got some selection headaches, Paul, going into this game, which is a brilliant thing to have. It's a real positive. Time. We haven't been able to say that for a long, long time as Everton fans. We've now got options. Obviously, the return of Jack Harrison played just over 60 minutes at Villa Park, and it was a strong 60 minutes. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's fit and firing. We've got some options, mate. Dwight McNeil, Dan Juma, Jack Harrison, Decore, Onana, Idrissa Garnagay, James Garner. Beto, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, some really forward-thinking players in there, some options. Who would you go for, mate? If he's going to stick with the same system, and I know he went with a five, it was more of a five-two sitting, and then two wingers and Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Aston Villa. But now that if he's going to stay with this one up top, and then maybe the three central lads with the wingers, who would you pick for this game against Luton? I know he's he chopped and changed, like I say, he changed it from Brentford to to Aston Villa but going into in my opinion a must win game and I think we could all probably agree it's a, it's a must win game at home to Luton if you're going to play one striker at the moment who, who are you playing and why? I think it would be Dominic Carver-Lewin just because he's got the confidence he's got the goals mm-hmm. and when a striker starts scoring goals you sort of can't really drop him he, he's in that sort of form now that he's backing himself and although I think Beto is a really really good player Dominic Carver-Lewin takes this team to another dimension. His control on the ball, his, his hold of play, how he, he cha- runs the channels. His movement's very his good, movements. isn't it? Yeah. He, he's an outstanding... I think he's an outstanding footballer, Dominic Carver-Lewin, in terms of in terms of proper proper centre-forward at the time. Yeah, what he does is very good. Pro- the finishing probably is 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 worst at the reason terms. That's probably what he's not so good at compared to uh, aerial duels, Winning the ball, mm. 
bringing the ball, bringing others into play. He's everything you'd want in a target man. And I think he can't really be dropped now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's harsh on Beto to be dropped. Ideally, if it, if it was me, I'd go both of them up top. And I'd, you go 4-4-2? Four, four, yeah, and I'd bring, I'd bring Beto in for Michael Keane and just go 4-4-2 four, four, with the two midfielders they deserve to stay in. And I don't know, Invikalenko is is a fit. Yeah, he's being monitored. Yeah. yeah, he's being monitored. Sean Dyche said earlier today, if Mikhailenko's fit, then Mikhailenko stays in the side. If if not, you've got Nathan Patterson and Ashley Young. So it, it's good to have these options. However, it's know, really, really good to have these I know, options. I know it's still a thin squad, obviously. We said that, we said after the window, it's still a thin squad. And, and we may have wanted one or two bo- more bodies in, yeah, in yeah. terms of a, ta- a winger and a, and a centre-half, ideally. But the, the, when the team's fully fit, and it's still not really fully fit, it's still missing Coleman, which is a massive, massive mm. player to this team. It's it's a team that shouldn't really be near the bottom. Mm. And hopefully we can start getting these results and start climbing up the table. And even if we just end up in no man's land and just out of trouble and just chill for a, for a few months. Mm. But let's talk about wingers, mate, because Everton in reality have got three first 11 wingers in Dan Juma, Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison with Lewis Dobbin probably the number four so to speak who do you think Sean Dyche is going to go for maybe not for Luton because Jack Harrison's just returned from an injury so he may feel it's a little bit too quick to play him twice in the space of three days I I me personally if I was in charge I would like to see Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison on the wings and Dan Juma for me is, is appearing to be a bit more of an impact player and I'm not that's not a slight on Dan Juma but I just feel like Harrison and McNeil are going to give us that little bit more balance than the natural wingers, whereas Dwight, um, whereas Dan Juma's maybe not so much of a natural wing. He's probably a bit more of a central. Dan Juma gives me a bit of a vibe of, of Alex Awobi playing on the wing. It's, it's, he can do it, but it's not a natural position for him. If, if you were going to have to go with two wingers, mate, and look, this is obviously it's very early on in the season. Obviously, we've only seen Jack Harrison in an Everton shirt for, what, 63 minutes, 62 minutes at Villa Park. What would you be sort of plumping for at the moment if you were if you were in charge of, of Everton? I think it would probably be Jack Allison and Dwight McNeil. I'd like I personally like to see Dan Juma when we're playing that sort of four five one. I'd like to see him behind the striker. I'd like to in see In the Decore role. Yeah, in sort of in in between the lines, in between the def- the defence and the midfield of the opposition to, of the opposition. I think that's probably where he, where, where his best football could come for Everton. But it's a hard one. I don't think Dan Juma's had bad, um, relatively bad games. I know Arsenal, he didn't have a sniff. I think it's harsh to say on any of the forward players at Arsenal, they just didn't have the ball enough. But I think he, he gets involved. And I, th- I, I like Dan Juma. I think he's he's been, he's been okay. And what I do like about him is, I think out of the wingers, he's the most natural goal scorer in them. So he, he'll make... The more like a run that you'd expect your centre forward to make. So, for example, the Sheffield United goal. I think I've said to a few other 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 wingers that we've got may not have made that run into the box into the into the far post. Mm-hmm. So you see too often wingers are either too deep or even on the edge of the box, and they're not making the run to the far post to tap the ball in. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a headache for Dice, but it's good to have three top class wingers because you can just interchange them and you don't you don't really feel a difference when. Either of them are playing because mm. they're all they've all got similar qualities and they're all complementing each other really well. We've criticised Sean Dyche on this podcast over the last Speak few weeks, mate. Yeah, well, well, I have, and yeah, and I think we all have. In reality, we've all criticised Sean Dyche, you know, 
what was it, two wins in, in 15, seven goals at home since February, six home defeats in the last seven. And ultimately hadn't started the season very well at all. It was obviously five games without a win in the Premier League. Struggled at Doncaster. We, we were all criticising Sean Dosh. We were asking for more or asking him to find maybe the solutions to Everton's problems. And obviously while it's difficult with a lot of things going on above his head or, or around him, you know, we, we wanted to see some sort of result, some sort of performance. And in the, in the last two games, he has found a solution, it seems, or he's at least come up with a plan that is outwitted Thomas Frank at Brentford and ultimately outwitted Unai Emery at Aston Villa mate, in the Carabao Cup. And he's done really, really well. And I think that has to be applauded. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How important do you think it was for Sean Dodge to get some results? We spoke just before the Brentford game. And we said that we felt these four games were, were massive, not just for Sean Dyche, but for Everton's season, because they represented some wins there on paper. Brentford away, who were, who are obviously a really, really good team, but had been struggling of late. Aston Villa in the cup, we felt like they may make some changes, a half-empty stadium due to protests over the ticketing pricing. And then two home games, which are yet to come in, in, in Luton and Bournemouth, respectively. How, how important did you, th- or do you feel it was for Sean Dyche to to get some results over these four games. If, if he hadn't got results, or if he doesn't get results in these four games, you know we're not over these four games yet. But heading into the international break, you were saying to me that you felt you needed a minimum of two wins and you, you'd be worried for him if you hadn't got those two wins. How important, mate, do you think it was for the team as well to get some wins? I think he still needs to get one, one, win, one extra win to be more. How many, points from the, how many points do you think he needs from these two home games? I'd say probably I'd, I'd say three was would be would be relatively okay. I think if you win one, lose one, you go like okay, we play Brentford, Bournemouth, and Luton. You got six points out of that, and you went through in the cup. Could have been better, but it's it it, it stabilizes everything it's a bit acceptable. more. It's it, acceptable. It's sort it's sort of yeah. like okay, you're in a relatively comfortable position going into the break. However, you've got to target you've got to target six points really because at home. I've said it before, you need to, you should back yourself to beat anyone at home at Goodison Park, especially when you're not playing against the top, top sides, as in your Arsenal's, your Man City's, Liverpool's, well, not, not Chelsea this season, but Man United's or even Tottenham. When you're playing against those teams in and around you, if you want to stay yeah. in the division, you've got to win your home games against those around you. Mm. But yeah, it, it would have been, they were four massive games. I, I never wanted to dice. Sacked all, I, I said, obviously, some things he was doing will, will come under criticism where we mm-hmm. weren't getting the points. But it's good to see that we've sort of started to turn around and touch woods these next two games are just big and we can get we can get as many good results 
as we have been this last week. Mm. Well, it's that time again, mate. It is prediction time. It's Everton versus Luton at Goodison Park. It's a three o'clock kickoff, mate. It's a big game, a really, really big game for Everton to really, really start making headway and ultimately create a bit of a gap between Everton and, and the bottom three. You know, Everton could be, if we win the game, Everton could be six points clear of the bottom three after, after seven games and heading into a Bournemouth home game. All of a sudden, you start to looking up. You, you know, you start looking down the league rather than looking up and panicking. All of a sudden, Everton could be in a really, really healthy position if they finish these next two games strong before the international break. So, prediction time, mate. Everton, Luton, it's a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. What is your prediction? Everton, three, Luton, nil. Goal scorers? Dominic Carver, Lewin, Jack Harrison, and Amadou Onana. So, three, nil from you, positive, mate. I really, really like it. I, I've, I've backed just to beat Brentford. And as you know, I said 2-1 against Aston Villa. Like, I backed us to beat us as 2-1 against Villa as well, and that came to fruition. So I'm going to be hopefully right again and a positive scoreline. I am going to go 2-0 Everton. Uh, three points at Goodison Park for the first time this season. And my goal scorers are going to be Dominic Calvert-Lewin again. I think he'll score again. And I think Dwight McNeil will get on the score sheet. And hopefully it's a 2-0 win for Everton and three points in the bag. And there we have it, guys. There is a quick pre-match chat between Everton versus Luton on Saturday. It's a three o'clock kickoff. If you go into the game, safe journey there. Enjoy it. Hopefully we take three points home. And then we can all focus on Bournemouth the following week and start moving up the table a little bit better. Feels great after back-to-back wins, doesn't it? That's for sure. If you went to Villa, I hope you had a great evening. It was a great night. We were there. Fantastic atmosphere. Absolutely packed. And a really, really good result to boot. In the meantime, up the toughest. Take care and all the very best. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.